Welcome to the podcast of champions. This is the Herald Express Devon Live Talker United Yellow Army podcast, created weekly by David Thomas and Guy Henderson. Here you can find everything you ever wanted to know about Talker United, along probably with quite a lot that you didn't. You can find the podcast in the Talker United section of devonlive.com, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. So today's podcast, the, the weather outside is frightful, but the podcast is going to be delightful today. <laughs> Just getting into the Christmas spirit. Um, the form today it will take, we're, go, we're in with Gary. Um, Gary Johnson has invited us. We're at Southampton College, are we not? We are uh, indeed. The players have just gone in for a... Uh, um, Debrief, I think, debrief probably. Debrief on Tuesday's game, After yes. Tuesday's yeah. game. That could be interesting in view of the half-time yeah. team talk, but we'll get on to that. The minute. lights are off in there, aren't they? In the, in, in the, in the video viewing room, yeah, the lights all, are off. It's all dark in there. And we've we've very much left them to that. And now we're so, going to get uh, on with yeah. Yep. But we, we, the first part you'll hear is um, the press conference, Gary Johnson's weekly press conference. The other voice that you'll hear is that of Patrick Tinkler. Um, and also afterwards, uh, we have a chat with Kyle Cameron. A very interesting chat with Kyle Cameron. It is. Which um, we, would, we won't give the game away, but uh, enjoy. Stuff that people a, might not know. Bit of a chat with Kyle. Okay, Gary, six wins from the last seven games. It's got to sit into the playoff mix at, at the very least. Um, how important is it to keep this run going? Yeah, well, it's very important. It's a great time. Uh, to keep it going. You don't want to leave it too late uh, in the season. Uh, as I said before, if you've got six or seven teams above you later on, you might not have enough time uh, or points to play for to keep competing for the top spot. You know, it becomes sort of too late, not so many games. But uh, if we can do what we're doing now, and that is gaining ground on teams over the last sort of month especially uh, that were above us then we've done our job and now we need to kick on again and keep the keep the run going it's not quite a run i know we had would you say six six wins in seven but we've had you know two league wins on the top which was good because you know, both games were difficult games um and uh hopefully we can test ourselves against the team that were top of the league for some time, Halifax. Uh, we tested ourselves against Barrow. Uh, so, you know, we're, hopefully we're going into these games nice and confident in the fact that we are catching them up and uh, we are only you know, five points off the top team now when it was double that last month. What is it about the way the team's playing at the moment which is pleading you the most? Um, well, up until the first half against Wrexham, I was pleased. <laughs> but uh, I think we're showing that we're a competent squad. You know, people like Busey's come in and uh, Frank's come in. I know people are seeing what they've got now. We're giving people vital experience, you know, because you're going to need your whole squad when the FA Cup, the FA Trophy, the Devon Cup, the, the league, when all that comes around. You know, you, you've got to make sure that your squad are ready. Um, and so, you know, I've just been really pleased with our, the way they've gelled. I've been pleased with their um, camaraderie and team spirit, because I've seen that in abundance. Um, and of course, we look like we've got some good uh, power and pace in our, in our team. And uh, at the moment, our, our subs bench looks strong. And there's competition for the subs bench as well now. With the Arty's back, Acer will be back. Um, uh, obviously, we've got Seiko. Opie's now fit. So there's a there's a lot of players now that we've we've got to manage, if you like. Um, uh, and yeah, that's what we that's what we've got to do. The games. Seiko came on and looked very bright. Um, <clears throat> What do you aim to get out of him during his long spell here? Um, and he looks ready to get going. Yeah, well, we hope to get the best out of him. I thought he looked very comfortable, confident when he when he came on straight away and uh, got himself a chance. Got to keep him made a good save and make, played a couple of great balls in for assist situations. 
we didn't quite score from him. But um, he's, he's just a bundle of energy and a bundle of joy at the minute because he's so desperate to play play football, and that's his uh, that's his strength. You know, he loves playing football. He loves being involved. Love scoring goals, so um, you know, and obviously him and Reedy uh, know each other's game very well through through last year. Um, so I'm sure uh, you know, it gives us that extra string or elbow up front. So it's uh, he'll, 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 that is like a you know a top new signing at this stage of the season. How many facts are flying high? Uh, what can we expect from the game? Um, well, they, they started off very, very well, didn't they? And now they've had a little bit of a... Uh, they won their last game, but uh, they had a little bit of a dodgy patch where they hadn't scored in three games, I think. Um, then they won 1-0, uh, was it, this week? Um, but, yeah, we, we've had a good look at them and we can see why they win games. Generally, they win or lose because, you know, I think they've only had two draws. So... Um, Probably don't expect a draw up there, um, and I'm sure both teams will be going for the win anyway. Uh, so I'm looking forward to this one because um, it's uh, after a good home form of a couple of wins. Um, it'd be nice to go to a team that were top of the league and uh, see how we compete and how we cope with with that one. And hopefully we'll start brighter than we did at uh, against Wrexham. In terms of injuries, what can we expect in terms of the squad? What can you tell us about uh, that kind of thing? Is it pretty much the same situation as it was? Yeah, yeah, no, it's the same, yeah. I mean, Asa um, is not far away at all. Um, and people like Asa, Duku, uh, Rory, um, Jean, uh, Joe Lewis, they will be playing in our Devon. Devon Bowl Challenge Cup. The Devon Challenge Cup. They'll be playing in that to give them, you know, hopefully ninety minutes worth of fitness. So that's good. Opie as well. He needs that. So it's a actually it's a good game to have next Tuesday for those boys that we need to give ninety minutes to to see whether they're ready for ninety minutes. Okay, thank you. Right. So that would be good news for Elmore, wouldn't it? <laughs> It's a competition that often gets overlooked, isn't it? But it's really important to you this season now to get the squad playing. Yeah, because we we need we need the squad playing ninety minutes. I, you know, I want to be able to choose from twenty uh, odd players that have all got ninety minutes in them. You know, and and I want them competing for a place. You know, sometimes you have to sit them down and say, "Look, I'm sorry, you're not involved this week." Or um, you know, Joe's got his Joe Lewis has got his international. Um, stuff you know as well that, that come up every every now and again so you know you're going to lose lose him a couple of times for the next you know, next part of the season but um, yeah so that, that those games are important and our friendly games are important even though they're not friendlies you know because the lads know that they've got to impress the management to get a, get a game I think one lot of supporters were intrigued on Tuesday night to see your um, goalkeeping selection, or probably not Tuesday night, over the last couple of games. Um, you've got, I know you've, you've, you've worked very hard to get Lucas in and you were equally pleased with Sean last mm -hmm. season. What's the sort of, the, the, um, the thinking behind that? Of, uh, most people sort of go, oh well, he'll stick with one for a while now, yeah. he'll stick with the other. Well, I may do, but at this moment in time, it's, it's really important with all players, but especially goalies, because if a goalie becomes number two too early, he can almost give up, you know, he's not going to enjoy the season. And, I, and I've said, I've got two first-team goalies, and it's very important that I show both of them that I've got total confidence in both of them. So I'd rather leave one of them out after playing well than leave him out after not playing well if you know what I mean. Now, I've got to stand or fall by those decisions and you know, whatever, whatever I do, if we get beat in a game, then I'm, people say I made the wrong decision. But I'm doing it for the right reasons because it's a long season and we're going to need both of them. And when the time comes, and let's say it's Christmas or something, and one of them's ill or one of them has a dodgy turkey or something, and you've got to go to the other one, he's got to know that 
you know, that he's played games, that he still feels sharp, the manager's still got confidence in him, whoever that is. So I think that's that's really important that is to me, especially with goalkeepers, because that is one position, you know, if you're an outfield player, you might be able to get blooded in in two or three, four or five different positions. So because it's such a specialised slot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you know also that you know, that competition is is basically between the two of them. Now they're good friends, they they help each other, they look after each other. They don't need I'm showing that they don't need to um, try and get one over on each other in any in any way because they don't quite know, you know, who I'm gonna pick in any particular week. But I'm I'm doing what I'm doing for the right reasons for this you know, football club and for the team and uh, obviously for the players themselves. So and also at the moment it's worked out quite well. Yes, yeah. Also although um, Lucas is twenty seven in terms of English pro football he's yeah. not hugely experienced. Um, Sean's only twenty two. Yeah. So it's not as if you're talking about a hugely experienced senior keeper no. who's your number one no. with an understudy. No. You, you, you are yeah. two lads who are genuinely competing yeah, for the very squad. important that neither of them are called understudies, you know, yes. or feel that they're understudies. That's that's one of the reasons why I need to make sure that they get enough games each to um, to perform. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and and they have been. So we'll wait for each week from for the next few months to see who's, who you've gone or in government. Well, there you go. Yeah, you know, some, yeah. something happens, and you know, yeah, quite. But I've, I've, you know, it may not look like it, but but I've got no. a pattern in the head. No. You know, you don't want to be playing one this week, one next week, one this week, all one next week all yeah. the time. But um, that that in that position, you need somebody who's ready to play yeah. in any adverse circumstances. And um, Sean did step up with a, a great performance in really difficult conditions on Tuesday. Yeah, I know. There was one cracking save. Yeah, no, he's terrific. The, the save just before, just before we scored, was it? Um, I think. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, it was a it was a top save, and yeah, listen, they they both make match-winning saves. Of course, you know, in, in that weather, all goalkeepers sometimes skew with a uh, a kick out, or you know, but. You know, they've both been pretty, uh, pretty good at not making massive enough mistakes that it costs you the game. Everyone's going to make one or two mistakes, maybe over a period of a couple of games. But um, uh, these two are solid, solid people, solid goalkeepers. Um, obviously, every on the every every every. Silver lining has a cloud to it. We've lost Armani this week, oh, yeah. which is a, a. I know you're a well, you're a huge fan of all the players, but but the, you're a big fan of his, and and uh, it must be shattering for him. I, I've just seen him coming today, yeah. which I know you're you're very keen on doing. Yeah. Um, what's the what's the, the the starting price there with him, and, and uh, how are you going to try and manage that situation uh, with him personally? With Armani. Yeah. Um, all you can do is, uh, you know, is involve him all the time. He'll be in all meetings. We'll be asking him what he thinks. I think he, you know, he'll be on the bench with us. He's certainly in the changing rooms. He's probably gonna, you know, come to all games. You know, he's, he wants to keep involved. Um, of course, it's it's still new, and he still hasn't had his. His, his results, yeah, from from the specialist. They're just waiting for the MRI scan to be sent over so that the specialist can have a look at it. So, you know, he's he's young and he's going to miss it because he's another one that loves football. But um, that will just mean that we know that he'll definitely work hard. You know, he's a he's a great kid and uh, and a great footballer and he's got his whole career ahead of him. And these type of injuries that they're they I suppose it's. Same with every every injury, you've got to get to the bottom of it and sort it out, and your hamstrings are so difficult sometimes yeah. to, to, to well, to it's, cope. it's very important to find the right surgeon, or if it's uh, an operation, or the right specialist. diagnosis, the right specialist, to make sure that he gets the best, because he has got a long career ahead of him, and he doesn't want something that keeps keeps cropping up. 
you know, every so often for yeah. he's out for you know quite a long time. So um, this you know particular surgeon that we're hoping to get him to see has had many uh, you know players actually search him out, and he's got a great reputation for you know making sure that injuries um, a clear up quickly, but b stay away you know, in fact even my assistant Aaron Downs he, he worked on him uh, with his cruciate and uh, Downs he says that it, he saved his career uh, at a very early age so uh, if you've got recommendations like that from other players which you've got others as well then he's the man we're trying to get to so that was uh, Gary's press conference now we're having a chat with Kyle Cameron and uh, David Thomas is asking the questions. Kyle, um, I think one or two of us have been in and around the team have known that for the last few weeks before training and games you put a, a little bit of extra armour on which of course nobody can actually see um, but which I know has given you a, a lift yeah. and, a, a, um, a, and hopefully improved you. Um, you've got contact lenses yep. um, and uh, this was something that you decided to get only quite recently. Yeah, uh, probably about six weeks ago uh, I went to the opticians and had a, uh, an eye test, which I had an eye test in the summer for glasses, um, which was originally just for driving and... You hadn't had glasses before? No, I hadn't had glasses before, I never really noticed it and, until um, maybe the back end of last season when it would come to some nighttime games. I was struggling a little bit to see in the distance at night um, so I got my eyes tested and said oh yeah you need glasses uh, started wearing them for driving uh, watching TV being the computer that sort of thing and that's when I really started to notice when I was had them on take them off that my eyesight was actually um, quite bad um, kind of put off going under contact lenses for as, as long as I could and then into the season, there was a couple more nighttime games this, this year where I sort of thought oh, um, I'm going to have to look into getting contacts and see if it actually makes a difference. Um, and this is something that, that you've actually discussed with some of the other lads as well, I mean, uh, yeah. since obviously they've, they've known that you, you're doing this. And, yeah. uh, is it, is, have you been nudging them and saying um, everyone should, go, should, should, uh, should have their eyes tested and that sort of stuff? Yeah. I know the gaffer was in on it, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, gaffer, he encouraged so, you to do it. Yeah, yeah the, well, the way it happened is that. Actually, the day before the gaffer talked to us without us knowing, I'd, I'd already booked in the, the eye test and I'd been and I'd been given my contacts, but I hadn't um, got around to trying them yet. I think that was on the Tuesday, on the Monday, I think it was the eye test, and he pulled us on the Tuesday and said, Look, I don't want to be rude or anything, but um, you're not timing your head as, as, as well as you had been last season, kind of thing. I think you should go and maybe get your eye tested and look for contacts, because you told us what a player you had in the past that had done the same. Um, and I turned around and said, after you talked to us about 15 minutes and maybe in quiet, I said, I went and got my eyes tested yesterday. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but it's, it, seems, it seems to be working. It took a little while to get used to, a couple of weeks to sort of get used to having foreign objects in my eyes. Yeah. Um, but I think since then, I think, personally, I think my form has picked up a little bit in the past uh, four or five weeks. So. It uh, seems to be working well. Yeah, yeah. It, it's. Uh, I know he was talking to me about it and said, not just you, but but uh, I think one of the things that puzzled him was that, that you think about all these things all the time, don't you? But he was wondering why we weren't getting more uh, winning set piece headers and yeah. stuff like that. And, uh, and I think that's what alerted him. Thought, yeah. You know, is Kyle not just you, but but Robbie and uh, Jean and all of you know because he'd known it before in his career. Yeah. Um, and but but you definitely feel it's helped. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I can I actually see now. I'm not blind anymore. <laughs> but before I had glasses or anything, I just thought that was my vision. I thought that was everything was normal. I've never had an eye test yes. before. Never had a problem. No. And then for some reason, it just seemed to come on last year. And I can't really think of a time exactly when it was. But I did. I, I started to notice when I moved um, house. Um, from Babacombe I moved to Goodwin Lodge in, in yeah, Payne yeah, yeah. and we had a small telly in the bedroom so it was quite a distance away and I was struggling to uh, read like the, the guide and stuff on the TV so that's when I started thinking oh I was saying my girlfriend at the time this year, she was saying oh I was saying can you, can you read the right one that telly on the right side yeah I can read it fine I'm, I'm squinting trying to pick out what it is and stuff so 
that's when I sort of knew that I'm, I'm going to have to get my eye tested and I just kept putting it off until I went home in the summer and my mum really pushed us to, to get it done. So. Yeah. Is it is it difficult on a night like Tuesday though in those conditions with uh, contact lenses? Yeah, there's a little bit, of, when, it, when it rains and it's when it's windy and it's a little bit difficult so you, you've got to kind of blink to like readjust the, the lenses quite uh, quite often but without the lenses it's it's like 10 times as well. So you got my match change yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So I think that's, must be working. I think that's the third one since I've had the contacts put in, so. Really? Yeah, so that's, uh, there you go. that's yeah, it's all that's good, yeah. And is it something that you've sort of maybe talked to the other lads, maybe even and said, look, you know, yeah. go on. Get your Sean, Sean's yeah. tried them, um, his eyes aren't as, not nowhere near as bad as mine, he just wears his, for, um, He's got them. He's got them, yeah. What, but he's, anyway, or, or no, he's just got them recently. Really? He's right. tr- just try, uh, trialing them at the moment, but yeah. um, he's not too keen on them. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen, but I took his out on Tuesday night because they were giving him problems. When he went down, in the first, no, in the first half, yeah. First half, he yeah. went down in the box and yeah. held his. I went and took them out for him because he just he was struggling. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, so he's still. Yeah. This rings a bell with me because back in the 19, whenever it was, about a hundred years ago. Uh, my sporting career, <laughs> for the want of describing it as such, but it wasn't. I tried contact lenses. I had to have glasses when I was about 12, something like that. And I tried contact lenses. And in those days, they were like rocks. Yeah. And I just spent the whole time walking around with like, tears streaming down my face, and I couldn't, I couldn't cope with them. Yeah. And now I know, obviously, they're far in advance of that. They're, they're tiny little slivers, yeah, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, and, 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 and you've managed to get used to them pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, have you lost one in a game yet? No, I haven't. That's no. the, the, the only. That's what I think yeah. was put us off for so long. Because well, I'm thinking, obviously, the league's quite physical. There's people flapping arms around and elbows and everything. So if I get one in the eye, if the contact falls out, then do you know what I mean? Then I'm back yeah. back square. Have you, have, you got a, have you got a backup? I've got a spare bench. pair, yeah. I've got yeah. a in my, in my bag. I know my other right. yeah. spare pair just in case. Yeah. Do you give them to Kyle? No, Kyle I probably, sh- I probably should. Because yeah. 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 you do see sportsmen occasionally and women, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Occasionally breaking off in the thing. It, come, uh, it happened in the rugby, I think, the, the other day. One of the games, one, I can't remember what game it was. Yeah, yeah, the World Cup. One of the lads put them in. Yeah. yeah, I still can't quite put them in that fast, but no, yeah, um, no, no. but you're pretty good at putting yeah, them in. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's been it. It must feel like it's a, an extra piece of your your armoury, yeah. doesn't it? Now it must be a big boost for you. No, definitely. And, and we're not talking about somebody who's blind before. It was no, just yeah, it's just a, a, it's a slight difference. It's the difference between difference. all right and good. Yeah, yeah. It's fine margins, obviously in football. Everyone knows that. I mean, it's it's inches that makes a difference. So. That's an extra inch that's hopefully going to make a difference. So if we've got people listening to this who are kind of in the same boat, who are playing and thinking maybe it's uh, it, it's it's going to be difficult to do this, you'd say go and get it tested, give I'd, it a try. Yeah, definitely. I'd say 100%. Go and get it tested and then see see where you where you're at when you when you try them. I'd say try them in training first because they are a little bit strange at first. Um, I think everybody finds that. Yeah, you've got to give yourself maybe three four days to try them and train and stuff like that, and then then try them on a, on a match day. Don't just go straight into a match day. No. Perfect. Thank, Thank you, Kyle. Thank you. Well, it was interesting chatting to Kyle and Gary, uh, interesting as ever on the subject of his goalkeepers and everything else. It's something that, with, with Kyle, it's something that, that um, obviously a few of us around the team have been aware of the last few weeks and, and you know, wanted to have a chat with him about it. Gary's been very positive yes by all means because um, I think over the years he's known quite a lot of players who he suspected yeah. that their eyesight wasn't quite as, as I think Kyle has been remarkably candid about it he, he could have sort of said oh well it was a tiny little thing and yeah. it, but he said no he needed to, to do it and, oh, that's right. and of course I think one of the reasons why he wanted to have a chat about it was because it was to tell other people mm. to say look you know Quite a lot of people are, are, are their eyesight isn't twenty twenty, and, um, and you, get out and have it checked. Yeah, you've and, got to um, judge the flight of the ball under floodlights in the pouring rain, like right. you do on Tuesday. You, yeah. you need to have everything sorted, Perf- don't as you? perfect as you can make it. Yeah, um, and and you know, it's it's in every hundred players, how many of them have got twenty twenty vision? Probably not, not many. that many, probably. And, and so, yeah. uh, um, you know, and and he f- clearly feels he's benefited hugely yeah. from it so now good luck to him and it was an interesting chat and he was terrific on tuesday night wasn't he i mean it was a, it was 
it was the game of two halves, wasn't it, on Tuesday? <sighs> we Torquay were overwhelmed in the first half, and and I, I think we felt, and a lot of people felt, they were lucky to go in at nil nil. Oh, I don't think that that's even an argument. Uh, I think United were lucky to not to probably go in two down at half time. Yeah, uh, Wrexham missed at least two very good chances. Um, but they showed uh, a lot of character afterwards, didn't well, they? Well, of course, you know the the, the and. It, <laughs> The temptation is to go down the line of oh, it was all on Gary Johnson's halftime team talk, and you know that that's a very nice, convenient way of thinking about it. I must say, I would have enjoyed, I, I would have liked to have been a fly on the wall of the dressing room because it apparently a... it was quite lively. <laughs> I think it was another one for the DVD. It was, it was, and <laughs> and and I think to the point where he he actually pulled out at one stage. Yeah. and allowed himself, he hinted about that in the post-match press conference, that he actually pulled out and calmed down to settle himself down before <clears throat> excuse me, going back in and then continuing the yeah. more positive and constructive side of it. So uh, he was very angry at half-time. And I, I think it's interesting, isn't it, that if you'd watched him, I watched him through the first half on Tuesday yeah. night, and he wasn't at all demonstrative. You could hear him, obviously, yeah. but most of the time he was stood there with his arms folded and it's not going well. We're missing out in nearly everywhere. Um, yeah. Wrexham are, are on top, sharper, quicker, more at it than us, that, that, than United. And he stood there, not waving his arms mm. around, not running up and down the touchline. I mean, I know he doesn't do too much of that anyway, but he looked like... Uh, yeah. you, you, wonder, you were looking at him and thinking, what's he thinking here? What's he thinking here? Well, now we know. Um, and he was very quick to admit that the what was the phrase? Half time was interesting to say the least. That was that was the way he put it. Um, and well, what a difference in the second half! I, United definitely the wind and the rain played yeah, a part in it. Of course, and they had yeah. they were into the wind and the rain in the first half, uh, and you have to say that was a factor. But over and above that, they weren't at it uh, in in that first half. And, as we mentioned in Gary's press conference, the fact that they came through that yeah. and ended up winning 1-0. I was having a chat with Luke Young afterwards, and he said, that's us, and that's you. You are in a good place, yeah. and you can get over a half like that and end up winning the game. He said, we've been playing like that for weeks and weeks and weeks. Can't put the ball in the back of the yeah. net, lose. And and let's face it, all goals fans know what that's like. Because they they like. did miss a couple of sitters, didn't they? Oh, uh, Bobby Grant, yeah, 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 up front, yeah. and he's a good player, isn't yeah. he? He played very well on Tuesday night. But uh, anyway, if that first half, and I wouldn't be at all surprised if, as we speak, and the uh, the video is rolling in in the darkened room in there, yeah, um, uh, if that is a lesson learned, and. Uh, and I'm sure that's the message that's being put yeah, out in there we're, now. We're out in the car park here. We can't quite hear the screams from here, can we? <laughs> it is Halloween after all. Yeah. Um, well, what a plus po point that might be. Because yeah. the fact is United did get another three points on Tuesday yeah. night. Hugely important. Up to six. Five points behind the leaders. What's not to like about the current run? Fabulous. Now, I I wasn't at the Barrow game on Saturday because I, I was away. Tell me what I missed. Everybody keeps saying, oh, what a game you missed. There. Well, it, it was a great game, and United played very well. And I, and even before, uh, uh, even without the sending off of John Rooney just before half-time, which was the penalty for Jamie Reid's mm. second goal, um, I still think United would have beaten Barrow with 11. And let's face it, Barrow were, were on a run of seven successive yeah. league wins going into that match, trying for a record eighth. I thought United played really well in that game. Um, uh, and thoroughly deserved to win in the end. Uh, quite how Rooney's got off his red card, I do not know. Uh, it was well, a clear handball, which, yeah. which a lot of people on the Bristow's bench side didn't see, mm. but everyone on the popular side saw, and of course the film which is being taken from that side clearly shows. And I'm convinced he was then sent off, or as convinced as he can be, for his reaction, yeah. A, to the referee, and B, to the linesman. He, he compounded the felony with his reaction, Quite. didn't he? I, I Don't get me wrong, it's, it's, it, was a, it was a handball as he went to ground under, the cha under a challenge from Frankie Vincent. They sort of like tangled up, down mm. he goes. But there's a clear handball um, on the ground. Um, and he's got off the red card. Now, <laughs> you needed to be another fly on the wall of the FA Disciplinary Committee meeting to know how that happened. But yeah. good luck to him, good luck to them. Uh, United got the three points and how well did Armani Little play in the second half he was absolutely terrific I mean he was terrific all game yeah. um, but to get his two goals another 
Terrific finish by Jamie Reid. Great piece of interplay yeah. down the middle of the pitch to get him in. Cool as cucumber finish from him. Penalty for the second one, dispatched with aplomb. And then Amani Little gets two cracking goals from really good build-ups yeah. down the right-hand side. And, of course, the only cloud on the silver lining is that, you know, in stoppage time, his hamstring goes again. Yeah. And uh, and what a terrible shame that is. And he's going to be out for a little while? Yes. Um, they still don't know exactly mm. how long. Um, the, the specialist who Gary was talking about in his interview um, uh, will have a really good look at the MRI scans uh, and then decide, does it need an operation? Yeah. I think they're all hoping it won't. Um, and how do they really get to the bottom of this? Uh, you know, uh, hamstrings are so difficult because they, they're they quite deep in the thigh yeah. and, and, uh, and around the back of the thigh. And even though you've effectively cured the injury, it's healed, you're back in training, you strengthen, 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 and away you go. And let's face it, the miles that Amani Little covers in a game, yeah. he, he felt nothing at all during the match. I asked him, you know, on Tuesday night when I saw him, he said he felt no, it, was, it wasn't even an issue. That's why he set off on the run to try and get his hat-trick. Yeah. You know, if he'd been feeling tight or, or a twinge, he would never have done that. And then it goes again. Yeah. So they've got to make sure, you know, Kai Hepworth is a top physio. He got him back fine. Um, but there may be some little scar tissue issue in there tissue issue sorry um which they've got to try yeah. and, and sort yeah. out you know because this well, is a this is a hugely promising young player isn't it with his whole career in front of him as gary johnson was saying yeah um and you know they want to be as sure as they absolutely can be that he isn't going to be no a, you know, a, a little, by this a little bit more recovery time at this stage will pay dividends a bit further well, i think down everybody saw when he first came back from this one that he was sort of feeling his way back because yeah. this is the first time he's ever had an injury like this. <clears throat> but everybody has also seen in the last couple of games, or before the, the Barrow match, he was back to the Armani Little yeah. that we know. And what a huge plus that would have been. Absolutely. Uh, and, but United are going to have to uh, to manage without him. But as Armani Little drops out, who comes in? Seiko Jane. <laughs> <laughs> but the worst kept secret in football, probably, yeah. that he was that he was coming back and you know it was just a matter of time. Back in time for the, the Wrexham game on Tuesday. Started on the bench as as to be honest, everybody we he was never going to be in that starting eleven. I think Gary had hinted that beforehand that, yeah. that, that they were gonna allow him to feel his way back in. He's just come back from a fairly major injury of of his own and knee ligament. But doesn't he look right? He but you feel for somebody in that situation, don't you? When he's on the bench and he's coming on and everybody in the ground suddenly has these huge expectations lumped on his shoulder saying, right, he's going to come on and change the game. How's he going to respond? And he responded magnificently, didn't he? I thought he looked sharp as a tack. The first um, thing he did was yeah. a cross from the left, which was a superb fired-in cross from the left that he yep. just didn't quite get anybody on. Hit the post. Yeah, with a header. Actually, that was a great save by the keeper. The keeper touched it onto the post. Right. Which, which, yeah. But it was a good header. Yeah. With generating that power from that position. Yeah. As you're listening there, and we don't have video there, Dave was just mimicking the uh, a header with power from that position. <laughs> I just thought I'd put that in there, Dave. Um, but I'd, no, he, I'd have missed by a mile. Yeah. He really does look up for it, doesn't he? Yeah, no. And he and, must be looking forward to Saturday. From United's point of view, this gives them a huge new weapon, doesn't it, up front? Because for the last few weeks, probably even months, yeah. they've uh, Gary Johnson has gone with a, a sort of a 4-4-1-1 formation with various players supporting yeah. Jamie Reid. Conor Lemonhay Evans before he got injured, Ben Whitfield, Amani Little, as an attacking midfield player yeah. supporting Jamie Reid. And let's face it, United's results have been pretty good during that time. I think we all know deep down, and quite a lot of the supporters saying, oh, you, you've got to have two up front and all this yeah. sort of thing, etc., etc. But now, all of a sudden... Uh, and of course, this is in a time when United have had Ruri Keating and had Manny Duku, yeah. and they haven't quite been able to force their way into that scenario, mm. which is a credit, really, to the to the way the midfield players have been playing, because they've been coming up with goals themselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, the Jake Andrews, Matt Buys, you know, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, Calvin Kalala. That they've been chipping in to this wonderful run that Reed Reed has had. Now, all of a sudden, you chuck Seiko Jani into the mix. And that allows United to play a proper 4-4-2 yeah. with two strikers up front. 
The two strikers who know each other, who scored a hatful of goals between them last 50 season. Fifty between them last season. Um, it's 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 mouth watering, isn't it? For the next, you know, even if it only lasts until January, which is the likelihood, it's exciting, isn't it? It is, and 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 fingers crossed that they stay fit, and that it works, mm -hmm. and that everything is fine. Look, this is lower division football here, uh, as as. Uh, um, uh, Martin Ling always used to say, you know, around every corner there's an accident waiting to <laughs> yeah. to hold you up. But um, there are plenty uh, of these little icebergs as well, uh, around, and don't Gary, Gary Johnson's says, icebergs. Yeah, 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 that's right. So, so you know, it's, it never pays to get carried away in these situations. But uh, you know, if you're if you're a, a National League defender playing yeah. Torquay United over the next few weeks. You'll be you'll be looking at United's attack the way they attack. They're still the top scorers in the division. Yeah. Um, joint now, thirty-four goals in what is it, nineteen games, something like that. Um, uh, and now you chuck Seiko Jani back in, yeah. into the mix. He's still only nineteen, and you, and you have to remember that. You know, he is a young young striker, but he's quick. He's up for it. Yeah. He's brave as we've seen last season. He's an increasingly confident young player. Bristol City think the world of him, and you know they were going to loan him out to a league club before he got injured, let alone a national league club, yeah. which is of course why he's been able to come to Torquay. Um, and I think the priority at the moment is get staying right up with the leaders in January. Have a deep breath, then see who we've got. Yeah, you know, you never know. There might be a chance that Janney stays a bit longer. Uh, Will anybody come in for Jamie Reid? We don't know. Right, yeah. uh, personally speaking, I don't think he's looking to go anywhere no, <laughs> um, particularly. It's a big, and, big question, though, isn't it? Because I mean, we'll come on to Jamie and his goal-scoring feats in a minute, but he must be in a lot of notebooks now. God damn, damn right he is. Yeah, he must be. You know, and and uh, so, you know, you have to. Football changes so fast, mm. doesn't it? And and you have to sort of try and keep managers and, and coaches and chairmen and have to try and keep as flat a line as they yeah. can as opposed to a wiggly one that goes up and down all the time um, and and then of course the other thing in January well maybe a little bit before then hopefully in fact I think United are hoping that both Conor Lemon Evans and Amani Little will also be back by then yeah so top priority keep United in there and firing uh, in the yeah. in the playoff zone, or as Gary says, as close to first place as possible in terms of points. Yeah, and then let's see what happens in January in terms of any ins, any outs. Um, I'm sure that Clark Osborne, the owner, uh, if United are right there with a chance in January, he'll do his best to um, to possibly give um, Gary Johnson a bit more ammo, um, and we'll see where they go from then. Yeah. But it's it's. It's an exciting time for the it club. Is, but, um, and you say, who wouldn't want to watch Torquay at the moment with all those goals going in? All the more surprising that um, BT Sport haven't decided to have a Torquay game. Live. They haven't. I've just seen that the ones for December, and yeah. they don't figure in that either. Well, hang on a minute. January the 1st, Torquay against Yeovil at Playmore. Yeah. I mean, if that game isn't nailed on. I mean, I know they don't televise games on Boxing Day anyway, um, or BT Sport don't, as far as I know. Okay. But... The January the first game. Be, I mean, it, it, would you go to any other game in the no. National League, especially if Yeovil are still up there and firing at that stage? Um, uh, uh, I mean, it's a long time between then and now, uh, you know, uh, now and then. But um, you know, what a couple of games that they are yeah. promising to to, to be. But, uh, anyway, yeah. let's not get ahead of ourselves. So Jamie's two goals um, against Barrow yep. on Saturday took him on to 55 yep. goals for Torquay 55 United. Goals, 55 goals. 55 goals. Of which 45 of them, I think, have come in the last 14 months, something yeah. like that. I mean, he, he is scoring good goals. He's scoring for a pastime at the moment, isn't he? He is a very confident young striker. Still only 25. Yeah, um, he's scoring them with his right foot, his left foot. Actually, people he, he went up for a header on Tuesday yeah. as well, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. I, I thought um, that was going to be another headed goal there. Yeah, for people have may have seen him uh, the last couple of games. He's had his right knee strapped. Yeah, uh, it's it's not a big issue, but it's just a little bit of extra support. So <laughs> he's now decided to everything with his left foot, which we all thought was was, was for standing. <laughs> just for on. standing yeah. on. But, um, so it turns out not. So, but not that's the case. that's how he feels at the yeah. moment. You know, he he is he is a young man who who runs out expecting to score every week as opposed to hoping yeah. and he's a joy to watch isn't he an oh, absolute he's, joy he's, to watch at the moment. and he, it's it's a joy to watch somebody 
who is getting as much joy from it as yeah. he is. Yeah. He, he, he is, he, you know, we all hope that Jamie Reed has a great career or whatever level he's at, but I don't suppose he will ever enjoy being a professional footballer quite as much as he is at the moment. I mean, he may well do, and let's hope he does, but this is a very happy and productive time in his yeah. life and um you know long may it continue so just uh, some of the players that uh, that, that just he's are, just gone past to some of the places yeah. he's gone past graham bond yeah back uh, i never saw him play but a very another local lad talky born and bred a winger um who scored loads of goals very quick winger um i think he came from St Mary church something like yeah. that born and bred talky lad in eric weber's homegrown team of the late 50s that won promotion uh, he'd scored 54 i think yeah les lawrence oh, 54 now you're talking yeah. les 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 <laughs> lawrence player. les lawrence 54 goals in the late 70s and of course Elliot Benyon. Elliot Benyon. I in fairness to Elliot, very sorry Elliot. I hadn't realized he'd scored that many goals until you know we did a bit of topping yeah. to, totting up but no 54 goals Elliot Benyon scored Prolific, for United. Wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. he 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 was eventually. Yeah. Um because of course we all remember the days when he used to be on the bench under Paul Buckle, come on for the last time and score and then be on the bench again the following yeah. week but um there no, was, so there, was, there so was method in that. But Jamie Reed passed those th th those three onto fifty five into the top fifteen. He's one goal behind Willie Brown. Willie Brown in the nineteen seventies, yeah, the Scottish striker who was who who many older United fans still rate as one of their yeah. favourite ever strikers. He was another lad who played with a huge smile on his face most of the yeah. time. Um, and he's only seven goals behind the mighty Kevin Hill. Well, did for... Kevin Hill get all of his arriving late at the far post? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Well, he got one by nicking the ball off the uh, oh, off, yeah. off the off the goalkeeper and sticking I'm trying it to find in the that net. clip somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yes, almost certainly far post headers or volleys. Nearly um, all of them. Yeah, quite. And uh, but he did take 474 games to do it. And uh, Jamie Reed is. Uh, um, Taken slightly, flying, isn't it? <laughs> slightly, yeah. slightly fewer. And this, uh, while we're talking, just going back again to Saturday's game, the uh, the win was dedicated to the people who kept the pitch in a playable state, wasn't it? Not just playable; it was it was absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, I had people texting me, calling me on Saturday morning. I think we, most of us sat and watched England beat New Zealand in the rugby, thinking that the call was going to come almost at any yeah. moment, saying it's off not only had it absolutely tipped down on friday night and saturday morning but it'd been raining all of the friday as well and i don't think anybody's in much doubt obviously the truro ground share would have played a part that 12 yeah. months ago that game would have been off uh, a very quick check no it's fine it's on and i don't think anybody who came to play more last saturday could quite believe how good the pitch was uh, was there was a patch over in front of the pop side yeah where um Julian Goulthorpe, Mark White, and to his credit, George Edwards, the managing director, uh, got their wellies on and uh, um, got the whale out and took a fair bit of water yeah. off that off that corner, which was what, an issue. What's the, the whale? That's a drainage. That's, that's one of those squeegee thing, one of those squeegee okay. machines yeah. that, you, that you push across and it and it sucks up the, it soaks up the, the, yeah. the surface water. But once they'd got stuck into that. Um, and the surface was as good as you could yeah. expect at this time of year, as it was against um, uh, Wrexham on Tuesday yeah, night. Yeah. And uh, uh, no, I mean, uh, well, that's what the best part of 50,000 quid gets you in two Absolutely. years. And everybody, you know, I think it was good that people saw in these last two games that sort of investment. How how, yeah. how it how it how it paid off, and as you say, how different it would have been this time last year. Yeah, absolutely. Where there was a game, on and not only with the games on, but United were able to play the type of football that they play. Yeah, you know that's that that's the top and bottom of it, and um, you know it's not as if it was a mud heap and they had to try, basically try and belt it from one end of the pitch to another, yeah. because the moment they try and do that. They're not half as effective. Yeah. I'm glad it was on, by the way, because a couple of people made long journeys on my say-so this Ooh, week. So um, pressure, pressure indeed. I was very relieved that for the Barrow game, Harry, the uh, the, the BBC lad, who, Harry uh, Salvage from um, North London. Yeah, um, he does. He has done quite a lot of the commentaries for BBC Radio Devon on United's away games, and uh, miraculously, he's become a huge United fan uh, without ever having come to play more. 
That's right. Uh, yeah. uh, he absolutely loves the goals. Barnet is his main club, um, but uh, he's become a huge goals fan through covering them. Uh, and he wanted he'd planned that weekend, yeah. isn't he, down yeah. to see the Barrow match, and then was almost assuming it was going to be off. But he messaged me on about Wednesday last week. He looked at the weather forecast and said, "You know, I'm a bit nervous. Is it going to be on?" So I'd sent a message back saying, yeah, "Yeah, it'll be fine. There's no rain forecast until Saturday, and the pitch will be fine." And then it got worse and worse and worse. So I'm very relieved that um, he made a weekend of he it. He did. He thoroughly enjoyed it. Loved playing more. Uh, and we'll be back. And also, uh, our regular supporter in Godalming oh. messaged me on Tuesday morning. Godalming Gull. Godalming Gull. He, um, he, he was about to set off. And he said, look, I need to know what's the weather like down there. Is the game going to be on? I was in Exeter at the time. There wasn't a drop of rain in Exeter. What I hadn't realised, of course, is that as soon as you get the other side of Telegraph Hill, it was bucketing down. So I was very nervous all the way up to kick-off. And it was good to meet well up with Godalming Gull in Bristow's bench. Right advice in the circumstances, so, even though you had everything crossed at the time. Absolutely. <laughs> so if anybody wants any weather advice, yeah, just give me a buzz. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll manage to get that on. So two good, two big games coming up this week for uh, different reasons. Let's talk a bit about Halifax. Oh, I, I, Halifax, what a f an extraordinary start they made. The manager left two weeks before the start of the season, yeah. Jamie Fullerton. Uh, Pete Wilde came in from Oldham, who's, who's done various caretaker jobs there, mainly a youth coach at Oldham. And everybody thought, well, all the players signed for Jamie Fullerton. What's going to happen now? They won't start very well. Bang. Seven wins, one draws and one defeat in their first nine games. Yeah. Top of the table. Um, they've had a little bit of a rocky spell um, uh, recently. Um, but because everybody else has been beating each other, it hasn't hugely affected them. Uh, and then they went and won at Sutton 1-0 on, yeah. on Tuesday night. Um, and they're up to second place. And now United go there on their little run um, for what should be a terrific game at the Shea on Saturday. Well, as Gary was just saying, he's really looking forward to this one, isn't he? Ch well, it's a chance to measure yourself, I suppose. Yes, I, it's funny because... <laughs> us pessimists who worry about all these things. On Tuesday night, I was chatting to one or two supporters beforehand and I couldn't help myself saying, I, I, I think tonight might be even more difficult than Saturday. I mean, famous yeah. last words, but Wrexham, uh, uh, you know, we all know how tough yeah. they can be. Um, and I think United's game, fingers crossed, is suited to going to Halifax, their mm -hmm. counter-attacking style, especially... We don't know whether Seiko Jane will start yet, um, but I wouldn't. I, I, there must be a good chance of it. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I think United, as Gary said, both teams will be going for for a win. Halifax don't draw many anyway. No. Uh, so don't put that one down on your <laughs> treble chance. Do they still do treble chance on, you know, on the I don't know. Anyway, don't put that one down for a draw. Um, but if it is, yeah, I think United would take that. If they took seven points from these three games, it's, it, it was running a, into the FA Cup tie. Yeah, it was a kind of a set of three games, wasn't it? It they, was. They it come in like little that, groups like that. Yeah, it they? felt like it. And I think beforehand, everybody thought, "Wow, these are three important yeah. games." And although you don't go for this, but seven points from three games is usually pretty good. Yeah, they've got six from the first two. Anything they get at the Shea on Saturday, I think, is is a bonus in it a way. Is. Uh, if, they, if, if it turns out to be a draw, I don't think that would be a disaster. But believe you me, United will, be, will not be going there for a point. No, they never do, do they? No. Yorkshire Goals will be there checking passports, I they assume, <laughs> on the way in. They will. I see a notice on the Facebook. Three Pigeons pub will be, uh, will, will, will be the HQ before the game. Terrific pint, fantastic old um, Yorkshire pub. Yeah. Steak sandwiches to die for. You'll be in there, <laughs> very probably. If we get there, <laughs> if we can get up the M6 yeah. uh, in reasonably good time, uh, um, it's one of the the rites of passage when you go to uh, when you go to the Shea. Brilliant. And I noticed on Facebook this morning, by the way, one of those Yorkshire Gulls stickers has been slapped onto the street furniture in the Milan Tour, the home of St. Pauli. No. Yeah, oh, there's a well, picture of one of the Germany, one of the stickers has yeah. taken its place in the yeah, in the Sudkurve. Well, you know you, you know that you've been there. Uh, I still yeah. I still I still haven't had the pleasure of uh, of San Paolo yet. It's um yeah, but that's us, you know, they they they're hitting they the heights everywhere, those boys. don't they? They get everywhere. Now just as important in a completely different way is the game next Tuesday at Elmore in the Devon Challenge Cup 
We've got some bad news for Elmore, haven't we? <laughs> well, it's, I mean, Gary is very... It, it's a competition that people have thought over the years, oh, you've got a Devon Bowl game on Tuesday, let's just get that out of the way. But with the way the squad is, in at other the moment, words, um, the physio plays <laughs> as Gareth Law used to. He did, didn't uh, he? Kevin Nicholson used to turn out when he was player manager, etc., etc., etc. If you'd uh, taken I, your I'm, boots on a couple of occasions uh, to Plymouth Parkway or wherever, you'd have got a game. <laughs> <laughs> but we have bad news for Elmore. <laughs> the it's... team could read, right? Covalan or McDonald in goal, yeah, etc., etc., etc. I mean, there's Rory Keating. To get in there, Asa Hall may be fit for well, that I think, one as well. Um, Gary certainly hoping he he, yeah. he will be. Manny uh, Duku will be champing at the bit. Jean Eve yeah, at the back, yeah, etc. 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 And of course, United's so-called reserve team have got a very good record so far this season. Yeah. They've beaten Bristol Rovers away and Bristol City away. Um, no, so from Gary's point of view and the players involved, very important. This, to, this to, kind of to get a good solid ninety minutes under their belt, hopefully a win at Elmore. Yeah, uh, I'm sure Elmore will would rather United turn up with that kind of a player than, you know, with yeah. all due respect, um, some make weights in the team. Yeah, which um, it's it's a proper game, plus isn't all, it? Plus, and we're 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 forgetting the very important, you know, in, ingredient of Olaf Casella, Louis yeah. Slough, yeah, um, uh, uh, JJ on his name beg his pardon uh, and the other y young young players Owen Price who who are training regularly with United yeah. you know um, each week um, and are on the fringes of the first team squad themselves interesting so yeah good game it's it's Tiverton isn't it Elmore just, uh, absolutely just, it is just yeah Horsden Park yeah. just across yeah. the other side of town from Ladies Me yeah so there you go uh, seven I'm not sure 730 kick off yeah up there so if you're making the trip up to Halifax on Saturday, hope a few do. Have a safe it journey. It is a bit of a trek, but enjoy. Um, and the three pigeons is the um... <laughs> well. Let's hope the whole world doesn't turn up because <laughs> we won't get in otherwise. But uh, no, it's it's a very it's it's a pub not far from the ground, and, yeah. and uh, you shouldn't advertise that more than any other pubs in the area. But um, it's. Uh, it's, it lives up to its name in terms of sort of <laughs> uh, atmosphere and all that sort of stuff. So uh, I'm sure there'll be a few goals fans in there. And Halifax is such a, uh, you know, a, a place that a lot of northern supporters can get to reasonably easily. Yeah. Um, and uh, fingers crossed that that uh, United put on a, a another because it's the first time that a lot of them will have had a chance since the rather disappointing day at Notts County. Mm. Um, uh, but fantastic support at that place. So hopefully, I don't suppose there'll be quite as many as the 700 that turned up at Notts County at the Shea on Saturday, but uh, there'll be it'll be in hundreds rather than tens, put it like that. Excellent. Enjoy the game. We'll be back next week. Thank you very much to Gary Johnson for inviting us in on the press conference. Thanks to Carl Cameron as well for a really interesting chat. Yeah. And uh, as ever, come, come on, on you yellows. You've been listening to the Herald Express Devon Live Talker United Yellow Army podcast, recorded weekly by David Thomas and Guy Henderson. You can find this podcast by clicking devonlive.com or by following us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash DL or on Twitter at TQHE Sport. You can also subscribe on iTunes, search for Talker United on the iTunes app. Please leave us a review wherever you can. We welcome all feedback. Thank you very much for listening. Join us again next week.